Now, our roving correspondent for culture and sport is waiting in the wings. His name is Basil Valentine, and uh, we got such great feedback last week. Uh, Basil just gave us a fantastic contribution on the Epstein case, uh, and everybody absolutely loved it. I got great reviews. Uh, we, we wanted to bring him back early again this week because there's not only developments in the Epstein case that need to be uh, hashed out, but also uh, some U.S. politics stories that are absolutely burning up the headlines across the Atlantic. So without further ado, I want to introduce our roving correspondent on the Sunday Wire for Culture and Sport. His name is Basil Valentine, and he is joining us right now on the live link from Valentine Towers on the south coast of England. Hello, Basil. How are you? Good afternoon, Patrick. Great to be with you. It's great to be with you as well, Basil, and let's uh, get right to it. Uh, there are some developments afoot over the last couple of days uh, in the Jeffrey Epstein case. Just when we thought uh, that we was settling down and we sort of might get to the bottom of the possible you know, conspiracy or the mystery about his supposed suicide, other things have now been thrown into the mix. Just, just give us an update of what's happened since last Sunday, if you could, Basil, and get us up to speed. And I've got a few questions for you as well. But uh, what, what did we miss over the last couple of days on this case, Basil? Well, I suppose the uh, biggest singles story is that Epstein's own lawyers are unhappy with the results of the autopsy, with the conclusion that he committed suicide and vowed to carry out an independent investigation. Details are also emerging about his last days in prison that he had taken to going unwashed, that he was sleeping on the floor, that he was trying to buy favor with fellow inmates by paying into their prison accounts uh, and that uh, he had long harbored a fear of going into jail and that it painted a mural of a prison scene on the wall of his Manhattan mansion where of course he also had it was revealed last week a painting of Bill Clinton in drag in a blue dress that was revealed this week. So uh, I suppose the fact that his lawyers have rejected the conclusion of the autopsy is the single most important thing. This comes after it was revealed that he'd broken a bone at the front of his neck, the Adam's apple, effectively. And uh, that is generally considered inconsistent with self-hanging and is a much more common injury in strangulation cases patrick that's that's uh that's interesting so as you as you might have expected basil there is uh, a bevy of experts that have appeared on social media that are now experts in the hyoid bone and as you know basil uh, we Americans love good legal cases uh, celebrity legal cases and we love to get into the minutiae of those legal cases. So this has just provided the perfect opportunity to do that once again, Basil. Yeah, I, did. I think the, you know, the legal ramifications are going to carry on. It's a feeding frenzy for man Latin lawyers, this, this whole thing. But uh, joking apart, it does appear that uh, the legal focus, uh, in addition to if there's a challenge to the autopsy 
report an investigation, independent investigation by Epstein's lawyers. It looks as if uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is firmly in the crosshairs, and it's surely only a matter of time before she's either charged or subpoenaed to give evidence. Are you serious? I didn't know that. Yeah, I and mean, then all the noise coming out of the prosecutors is that this is definitely not the end of the matter. Uh, that, uh, you know, she played a supposedly or allegedly a crucial role in in um, procuring these girls for Epstein. And uh, I believe she may be personally sued again by uh, Victoria Dufra. That's right. Yeah. Victoria Roberts Gufra. So so Gislaine Maxwell, this is the the madam, uh, the close associate uh, of, of Epstein, the one who uh, is, according to a lot of documents uh, that were presented by witnesses that have been recently unsealed, uh, that she's the brains behind uh, the trafficking side of the operation. That's something that we've said before, uh, that she, she'd be the main person of interest uh, in terms of if there's trafficking going on recruitment procuring and so forth she would be the one and blackmail by the way she might be the key person there uh basil because it seems that uh, jeffrey seemed to be preoccupied with partaking uh in the activities on offer uh just as much or maybe more than he would have time to be involved behind the scenes orchestrating and pulling strings uh in the uh in the two-way mirror uh, sense or the one-way mirror sense. Um, so, what do you think about uh, Maxwell as the central protagonist uh, in a, tra- a trafficking operation? Do you think that's a that's a, a, a plausible line of argument, Basil? Well, the suggestion, and I listen to it. This isn't my suggestion. This is emanated from elsewhere. Is but. Uh, like her father, Ghislaine Maxwell uh, worked for Israeli intelligence for Mass Mossad, and that she was uh, effectively Epstein's handler. He was the uh, he was the, you know he was the go-to man that befriended the rich and the famous and all the rest of it, and she was she was the uh, the direct link with the with the history uh, back to back. Sure. Epstein's Mossad handler. Sure. Yeah, but we don't know for sure. That's an element of the story, of course, that the mainstream media don't want to go anywhere near. I mean, they don't mind talking about the interview. There's the uh, autopsy. There's an interesting article in uh, uh, Dissident Voice, Jeffrey Epstein, Edward Curtin, this is Jeffrey Epstein and the Spectacle of Secrecy, about how the Epstein case is likely to be sort of filed uh, amongst the uh, we will never know category you know a bit like uh, JFK or anything we can chuck these terms around conspiracy theory deep state actors suicide we can argue about whether or not he was killed or he was murdered in a sense that doesn't matter but it leads us to the same place what isn't being asked is who is he working for 
Well, uh, that's that's a good question. Who is he working for? Is he working for himself? Uh, is he a contractor? Is he a, uh, uh, a a soldier of fortune, as it were, within the intelligence uh, a universe? Uh, where does his loyalty lie? This, to me, actually, Basil, is more important question to ask is who is Jeffrey Epstein loyal to? Is he loyal to money? Is he loyal to his vices? Is he loyal to the U.S. intelligence apparatus? Is he loyal to the Israeli intelligence apparatus? Is he loyal to the mob, to an international organized crime syndicate? Or is he himself a central player in a new and emerging high-tech international organized crime syndicate? Those are all the questions that that I'm putting up uh, to ask. And I'm very interested in what's motivating him. Uh, is he just a, a, a tool for somebody else, uh, you know, a, a playboy, a billionaire playboy and scam artist who's being used by others to uh, gather intelligence or to gain leverage on certain people, countries, governments, etc.? Uh, these are the things that I'm looking for specific answers for. I don't know where I'm going to get them or if we're going to get them, Basil. So I agree with your the pundit you just cited there. This could very well get filed into the unsolved mystery file, and that would just be an absolute shame. It seemed like well, it seems that we're very close to getting somewhere uh, on this case, but alas, uh, so close yet so far away. Uh, to quote uh, Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits, Basil. Yeah. Um- Various documents are sort of becoming unsealed, and a few others may yet do so in the in the coming weeks. Uh, you know, Alan Dershowitz is uh, still skirting around the outside of this, um, and uh, his name, uh, oh, he of course defended uh, O.J. Simpson. People sometimes forget that. That, uh, that was a circus and a half, wasn't it? Um, he was also a key part of the legal team that brokered the lenient plea deal in 2008. Um, now, whether or not he has to uh, come before court and give it evidence again remains to be seen. But I think the likelihood is that uh, is that is that Lane will. And uh, I mean, it depends to some extent on the degree of political will amongst the prosecutors. You know, are they prepared to follow this all the way down the line and? where it leads all the way down the rabbit hole um, or will it allow, be allowed to quietly wither on the vine? Sure, sure. I mean, the the way I'm looking at this right now, I, I see that this, this story could take a huge pivot. Uh, this could take a massive 90-degree uh, turn. And this is, I'm, I'm already seeing the, the, the beginnings of this, Basil. Uh, I saw a, a spread in the mail just a couple of days ago, a uh, saucy uh, photo shoot, mo- uh, glamour model photo shoot of Ghislaine Maxwell from, from 2000 or 1999, right around that time. And sort of really humanizing her now. Uh, there's a shot of her at In-N-Out Burger. Uh, she's been spotted by a photographer there. That was a New York Post exclusive. Uh, she's there having a burger with her little pug dog or whatever, reading a spy uh, thriller CIA book there. Um, so, I mean, they're... A book which apparently, when that photograph released, immediately shot up the Amazon charts. No kidding. No, no kidding. 
So, so th- th- my theory is what is what would Ghislaine Maxwell be doing in L.A. reading a CIA uh, uh, sort of novel? Um, my my prediction is she's she's going to acting classes, and people might think this sounds absolutely crazy, but uh, you know if you can learn how to cry on demand. You know how valuable that is if you're in a 60-minute exclusive interview with Anderson Cooper or, you know, Barbara Walters-style, you know, big sort of reveal interview where they humanize her. And I can see her going in front of Christian Amanpour or Anderson Cooper, some big exclusive, high-profile interview. And I can see her crying and saying, Jeff was a monster. Oh, he made us do it. It was, it was hell. Uh, every day was a living hell. Jeff Epstein, what a terrible guy and uh i i did it but i did it because jeff made me do it and so that would kill the political will that you were talking about in terms of the prosecution because if they got out she got out ahead of this story uh, very very hard to find a jury that would want to convict her basil uh if that's the public uh perception of her role uh in this operation uh so things could take that turn i mean what do you think about that uh basil yeah, I can see her being portrayed as uh, some sort of victim in all this. That, uh, as you say, you know, Jeff made her do it. Uh, she, her image can be suitably softened as a woman. Um, it's much harder for often for people to believe that women are capable of, of high crimes and misdemeanors, such as recruiting underage girls. As sex slaves, they'd rather not believe it. So uh, she's got that going for her, Gislaine. Um, but uh, it's certainly a family with uh, a collection of uh, with of skeletons in the cupboard, isn't it? The Maxwells. You know? Yeah, yeah. You could say. You could say. I, I mean, uh, just on that aside, the other the other issue that's related to this is uh, not only could they flip the narrative on Maxwell. Uh, with a little help from the media, with a little help from the press, and with people like CNN, uh, they could also flip the narrative with the victims, Basil. And, you know, if you follow what Alan Dershowitz has been up to over the past couple of years, he's been attacking the victims. He's been uh, trying to discredit them, uh, using his clout, uh, using his resources to to demonize them, attack them, make them look like they're they're out to sort of their, their money grubber, gold digger types. And this is what Dershowitz has been doing uh, in order to sort of you know put distance between himself and uh, some of the accusations that have been made about him uh, as he's uh, one of the named celebrities uh, in some of these documents. Um, and th- this guy's just been going up. I mean, he is literally going around doing a victory lap right now. I don't know if you've seen Dershowitz making statements in the press like uh, he thought uh, Epstein would be uh, better off dead. And this this is pretty shocking. This is from a couple of days ago. Alan Dershowitz, think about in the midst of this trial and all of this, he is he held an event which was a mock trial uh, in which Alan Dershowitz uh, was defending figures in the Bible uh, from child trafficking charges. Can you believe this against the backdrop of this case? Uh, so he's, he's, he's taking part in a mock trial event in which he defends biblical characters accused of kidnapping and child trafficking. So this is the uh, celebrity lawyer, uh, Alan Dershowitz. I mean, talk about bad timing or bad taste. Or is this just extremely bad taste? 
extremely yeah. bad taste, Patrick, certainly. Yeah. Do you think he's just doing this to make a, a statement? He's sort of sticking the dagger in, saying, ha, huh, uh, you know, Jeff's out of the way, and now I'm going to be gloating a little bit. And uh, it sure seems like it. Yes, it would appear to be grandstanding. He obviously thinks he's completely in the clear. And uh, that, you know, he and his uh, reputation have escaped from all this pretty much intact, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and speaking of celebrity uh, lawyers and celebrity uh, legal people, uh, there's a there's a celebrity coroner named Mike. Uh, I believe his name is Michael Baden, uh, and so he has basically positioned himself uh, to be to be uh, the sort of independent forensic expert uh, in this this situation. And uh, so I believe the family has hired him, or uh, I guess they've retained. Uh, his services uh, in order to sort of get to the bottom of what really happened uh, to Jeff Epstein when he died uh, in prison, Dr. Michael Baden. Uh, he's got an interesting history, Basil. He uh, he helped supposedly, quote, investigate the assassination of uh, President Kennedy, JFK, uh, also Martin Luther King Jr. So those didn't go too well in terms of uh, you know, public discovery or any revelations, nothing came out there. But he just happened to be on the OJ trial. But more interesting, Basil, more interesting, Michael Baden uh, was was involved in the Phil Spector trial. The Phil Spector trial. And his wife, I believe, oh, I was the head of that. His wife was the head attorney for Phil Spector. Uh, and so that's kind of late. That, that does join up a little bit with the Epstein story. So you know, it's just another one of these characters, these likely, these likely characters that seem to appear out of nowhere with every single one of these high-profile cases that's involving some sort of really dodgy activity and somebody famous. Uh, I don't know. Is this? Uh, am I reading too much into this, uh, Basil? Or no, I, I, I think he's what you'd call a. Uh... Uh, an apparatchik, isn't he? You know, a go-to man. You can get the result that you uh, want or expect out of him. You know. Mm -hmm. So, so in terms of uh, Epstein stories, I'm just going to throw this in. We just uh, it's been reported that uh, uh, Epstein spent at least two hours locked up alone with a quote mystery woman. Um, possibly part of his legal team, we're not sure, just a day after he was taken off of suicide watch at the Metropolitan Correctional Center. This is according to a report in Forbes magazine. Uh, visiting attorney uh, was asked uh, in his name not to be used, but uh, told Forbes last Thursday that he saw a young woman with Epstein uh, on July 30th uh, when the financier, the billionaire, was transferred uh, into the facility's special housing unit, that's sort of back with the uh, general population when he was taken out of the suicide watch wing. Uh, and so, uh, uh, this this attorney, it could be this could be a real story or not. He's asked to not be named, so it's one of those anonymous sources uh, in mainstream reporting. So I'm always very suspicious of uh, these sort of reports. It could be a red herring intentionally so uh so anyway uh there's there's that as well um uh, it could be fake news i'm not sure so i just thought i'd throw that out there sure all you would say was that uh, if it was true then that would 
uh, seemed to suggest Epstein had less reason to kill himself at that moment. You know? Right. Right. Unless he delivered uh, an offer that he couldn't refuse uh, from if, if from his his higher ups, as it were. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, what what sort of leverage does anybody have on Jeff Epstein? That's the question uh, he seemed to have, according to what a lot of people speculate, a lot of leverage on a lot of people. But but who had leverage on Epstein? Uh, so who had additional leverage on Epstein? That's the that's a question, too, uh, that might be provide some answers uh, if we had that and knew that sort of information. There's just a lot of stuff, Basil, that we don't know. Uh, there's a lot of details. I'm waiting for the first sighting. I'd like to hear something a little bit more concrete about him having uh, having actually been spirited away from the Manhattan Correctional Center. Um, I, uh, of course, he, you know, we all know he had uh, the goods on all sorts of people, but uh, word on the street is that the intelligence services look after their own, and having done so much for intelligence, I mean, he was described as belonging to intelligence, which is why he uh, got the lenient deal 10 years ago, you know. Um, I'm just waiting. It's pure speculation, but let's just wait and see whether uh, whether we get any, any, any sightings or anything comes up. And I, I might add on the last point, Basil, the uh, the, the painting uh, that you uh, described earlier, this was Bill Clinton wearing a blue dress. I believe this was in the toilet of Epstein's mansion, uh, hanging in the bathroom. And uh, I believe that was a blue dress, which was reminiscent of, uh, you know, correct. you know, whose dress uh, is Bill Clinton's former intern in the White House, Monica Lewinsky. So, uh, what does that say? Having a having a painting like that in your house and, and be, having a relationship with uh, Bill Clinton, what does that say about Epstein? Do you do do you glean anything from that psychologically, or in terms of his relationship with Bill Clinton, or what do you think? Well, the suggestion is that uh, Lewinsky may have been an Israeli agent, and that she was used. Uh, her relationship with Clinton was used to put pressure on him, not to put too much pressure on uh, Rabin and subsequently Ehud Barak, Prime Ministers of Israel in the 1990s, to come to the final peace deal with the Palestinians. If you remember, we it was 93, we had the Oslo Accords. Uh, then Rabin was shot. Uh, it still looked as if a permanent settlement might be reached and then suddenly oh hey ho clinton's um, you know embroiled up to his neck in a particularly sort of grubby personal scandal that threatened his whole presidency uh just a coincidence i don't know but well not, say, not i have read sure it's not it's not it's not quite a coincidence actually because uh it's interesting you say that because Daniel Halper, who used to be, I believe, the editor of the Weekly Standard, had a book that came out in 2014 called Clinton, Inc. And uh, in that book, he details uh, a situation whereby uh, the Israeli intelligence had uh, texts between Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky and were using them to blackmail Bill Clinton to release Jonathan Pollard, 
at the time. This was Netanyahu himself uh, right. involved in this blackmail of of Bill Clinton. So what what you just said earlier uh, about Lewinsky possibly being uh, an Israeli plant um, does seem to dovetail Basil with uh, the claims made in Halper's book Clinton Inc. So that's uh interesting story there a lot of people might not be aware of those claims uh those were detailed in his book haven't really been refuted either since he published them so that could be interesting actually yeah in which case the portrait would be a sort of uh you know rather ironic reminder um and in a way a sort of permanent humiliation of bill clinton to appear in a painting in a dress in somebody's toilet yeah. Echoes to, uh, of course, of uh, Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. He was the boss of the FBI, who was also, who was apparently a bit more of a sort of regular transvestite. Nothing wrong with that, but it didn't exactly fit Hoover's public image. And apparently, Mylansky had photos of Hoover in a dress uh, with his partner, Clyde Tolson, and used them to. Uh, let's say, gain considerable influence over the FBI back in the day in the 50s and 60s. And, of course, there are somewhat tenuous but nevertheless links to Epstein from Lansky by the likes of Roy Cohn, uh, the man who made Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, re- I've read about those uh, claims, uh, very tenuous links, actually, uh, and yeah, I would say extremely tenuous, but I, that's a separate conversation. I think if you want to talk about the, the J. Edgar Hoover era and the mob, certainly it's a fascinating conversation. You've got the Bronfmans, uh, in the picture there. Uh, you've got lots of, uh, figures, underworld figures at the time. Uh, also politicians, J. Edgar Hoover, of course, was a, a mob figure in his own right of sorts. So uh, it's but but connecting all that to Epstein, that's uh, that's a bit of gymnastics, I think, that some bloggers have undertaken. Uh, and I, I'm, I personally don't think that's so easy to do. Uh, they even throw Le- Leslie Wexner in there as the bridge between the, the, the Meyer Lansky mob and Epstein. And certainly it was interesting when that's I first right. I first looked at it. But. Now, after reading it more, I, I think that's a bit of a presumptuous assumption, if you will. Uh, so I'm not sure how much of that you can you can really nail down, uh, and how much of that is just kind of you know a free association. But it's certainly you want to talk about Hoover and these characters and what went on there, and how that sort of ran Washington politics. It's absolutely fascinating, no doubt about it. Uh, and certainly, lessons can be learned. Uh, from what went on there can be applied to the present moment, uh, certainly. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, but you um, would say, wouldn't you, Patrick, that to have a picture of, of Bill Clinton, who, as the logs show, flew on the Lolita Express over 20 times to have a, a picture of Bill in your toilet in a blue dress would seem to indicate that if you didn't at least own Bill, that you certainly had him where you wanted him i think so i think so and i think you're right to point out the uh the monic the mon well both of us like looking at that monica Lewinsky blue dress as an inside joke and if you talk about blackmail that's a pretty 
I think you can make a plausible argument there that that's a that's what it is. That's uh, Epstein gloating over uh, and maybe his 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 chums uh, in 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 Spookland gloating over their control over uh, William Jefferson Clinton, Slick Willie.